Good morning, Houston, FloridaLA.net, and I'm Kemp Parr. This morning, my guest is Santo Tercivia, an economist who focuses on the flooring business. Santo, how you doing? I'm doing fine, Kemp. Thanks for having me. Hey, listen, it's December. Most people in the C-suites around this country are doing their plan for 22. Thought it'd be a good time to reach out to the floor-covering resident economists and say, hey, what's going on now and what's going to be happening next year? Why don't you give us a read? Sure. The U.S. economy is doing really well across all segments except commercial right now. Residential remodeling, existing home sales, new home construction, consumer spending, employment, they're all seeing strong growth right now. And we'll continue to see that good growth through 2023. Okay. The people that I talk to, let me get into the weeds a little bit. There's three sectors in the flooring business. There's the retail replacement sector. And, you know, it was running up. If you're doing comps, you're running up against last year where we totally just lost two months. So, hey, everybody in the business that's in that sector was up 22% this year on average. Okay. But now as we come up against this fourth quarter, last year, the fourth quarter was probably the best the industry had ever seen. So you're comping against uh, really strong numbers. So people are seeing their growth year over year come down to maybe, maybe end up at the end of the year at 15% versus what was tracking at 22. That's retail replacement. Then builder, what you got there, it's been strong. Demographic are going to continue to feed the builder market. But, you know, there's this labor issue. There's the cost of materials, supply chain. So, you know, the, the backlog for new homes is fantastic. But just getting the buildings finished and sold is, you know, so what that's going to end up doing on the builder side is it's just going to push the strength of that business well into the next couple of years, as, as you were mentioning. Multifamily, the occupancy rates are through the roof. And then on commercial, I just got to read on that. We're looking for actually some growth next year in commercial, but more along the maybe 5 to 8% growth. And th- those are the reads I'm getting from the guys who are focused in that area. I would agree with all of that. I, I think the numbers speak to supporting exactly what you're saying there. Mm-hmm. And like you said, uh, commercial is going to come back later in 2022. Uh, there will, will be a couple of laggard sectors. Retail will lag a little bit, as well offices. And, and, you know, e-commerce is hurting retail. And this remote working is hurting offices because nobody knows what's going on <laughs> with the office sector right now. But there are threats out there. Yeah. One of the big threats is this continued profligate federal government spending, yeah. which is fueling inflation, and it's causing the dollar to decline yeah. against some key currencies like the euro, like the Chinese yuan, even the Mexican uh, peso is outpacing the U.S. dollar. Mm-hmm. That's fueling inflation. Give us those numbers, Santo. What's the debt? Okay, the debt was... In 2019, $21 trillion. Mm-hmm. At the end of federal fiscal October 2021, it's $28 trillion. The U.S. government credit card is hitting the limit. Well, it is hitting the limit. They want to raise the debt ceiling. Yeah, they got that done last night, I believe. They just can't stop themselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So let's, 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 let me mention something real quick. In 2006, this industry peaked at $25 billion at wholesale value. And, you know, that's talking those core categories of, you know, carpet, resilient, hardwood, ceramic. That you know, doesn't include any of the sundries or anything like that. And this year, uh, I mean, you and I are going to focus on getting the audience the right numbers, but it's going to be over that this year, isn't it? Absolutely. Some of that's inflation. Some of that's price increases. But that's also some growth in there. Yes, absolutely. 
you know, talking, getting back to inflation, we're seeing the money supply. Typically, it grows around 5% a year. In 2020, it grew 25%. That means there's 25% more dollars out there than there was the year before. And this year, it's going to grow at around 14%. I mean, the government is printing money at a red-hot rate. Of course, that's what contributes to the federal debt. You know, we're in a a pickle uh, with inflation if we don't watch ourselves. I was interviewing Joe Yarborough earlier this week. You know, he's the head of the CRI, and he was talking about raw material costs for carpet and and labor and the fact that it's a 45% in some instances inflationary number. So, um, I mean, you know, the the top-line numbers are great, but that impacts margins, doesn't it? Absolutely. And the fact that some of the products in our industry are uh, related to petrochemicals the fact that federal government has canceled all the leases on federal land for oil drilling and natural gas, that's going to affect everything that uses petrochemicals, not just gasoline, but also plastics and nylon and all the other things that go into products. All of that is a problem down the road if we don't see some changes in, in those policies or if something doesn't come along to replace petrochemicals, and I don't see it happening anytime soon. All right, so if we're listening to Dave Giesling, rest in peace, and he and we're talking about positivity here, Santo, what is the offset for inflation? It's productivity, right? So how are we going to do there? Well, the one way you do that is that the people are given the tools to do a better job than they did the year before. Either they have new systems or they work harder or whatever, uh, raises productivity. One question that I have is that we've changed the game a little bit with remote working. A lot of people are working from home largely unsupervised, and it remains to be seen whether productivity improves under that condition. We'll have to wait and see how the tally comes out with that. But uh, generally, that's the, the balance against inflation. One of them, anyway. Yeah, so that's the white-collar side. On the blue-collar side, I mean, if you drive through Dalton right now, the billboards on the interstate are saying, we're hiring. We're going to have some inflation on the blue-collar side just because of this onshoring move and the fact there's just a limited number of people who want to work in a factory. So you're going to have to pay those guys more, aren't you? Absolutely. That's going to all add to uh, manufacturing costs and inflation, as we had just said. In the near term, however... Having passed this cloud over everything, yeah. I, I am still very bullish about the, the near term for the flooring market. That's good. I think it looks very bright. I think we're going to have a good year this year and next year and probably into 23. All right. So plan for growth. Right. All right. Santa, great to catch up with you. Again, been talking to Santa Tercivia, a principal with Market Insights, and you've been listening to Kempar and FloorDaily.net.